overlanding in your stock rig to full-on LS-powered two buggies on stickies. This is the Total Offroad Podcast. I'm your host, Steve. And I am Ian Boyce. And this is episode six. All right. I'm excited. You excited? Yeah. I was trying to come up with something nifty to be like, number six. Well, I got nah, nothing, nothing for six. That's okay. Next time. Number I'll, seven. I'll work on it this week for you. I'm going to keep fondling this paper so we can hear it in oh, the microphone. shit. I forgot about that. We all, we had to like <laughs> tape the paper to the table. We <laughs> took the pens new. away. <laughs> I took the pens away. Left the paper. Ah, uh, <laughs> damn. I'm uh, that, now I'm like, it's like, don't touch the butt, but I'm, I'm going to go. touch it. I'm, I'm going to have to touch this paper. <laughs> I'm ready to go wheeling. I am too. Okay, did you get the buggy done? Back to the internet. Back to the internet. <laughs> I worked on it. That's good. That's a start. That's a start. I got the, um, so I got the, what did I do? I got the seats done. Then I redid them. And then I actually redid them like another half of a time. I redid half of it. How, you, how do you re-half do the? So. Like, so you half-assed it, but you didn't? I didn't half-ass it the first time. It would have worked perfectly fine. It just looked like crap. Okay. And so I went back to my like DIY, like phone a fabricator plan. And I was phone like, fabricator Josh. Plan. <laughs> yeah. Well, every time I get stuck, I just send yeah. Josh a picture down at Wolf Fabworks and I'm like, tell me how to fix my fuck up. And, and he he's it. like, draws like a little squiggly line. And I'm like, all right, I've been looking at this for about four hours and did not come up with that solution. So thanks for making me seem stupid, but it <laughs> worked. Line. Yeah, it was bad. So, uh, yes. and I was like, that's what it needed. It needed to flow better. It just looked like you put some tube and threw some shit together, which I mean, not that I did, but I did, you know? Mm-hmm. So we kind of talked some back and forth and then ended up with a little cleaner idea. So then I did that and then I kind of half changed it in the middle just cause I didn't, I didn't want to go get a door. It doesn't have the doors on it. So I didn't want to go get a door to put it on, to make sure that it would clear the door at the bottom of the door when it shuts. Mm-hmm. So I just moved it in a couple inches. So that just involved like that shortening up my hoop and putting it in. But right. so I got that done. Need to finish the rear and, um, weld my tabs on, and then we should be sitting in it making motor noises. Which will be kind of exciting. Sitting in it making motor noises. Yeah, I was sat in it making motor noises, but not like officially in a seat that's mounted. So that's close. That's a new step in my life. <laughs> in actual seats. Yeah. 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 So um, nice lawn chairs and driveway, mm-hmm. different concept. But yeah, it'll be nice. We'll get some progress done. I got my radiator mount done. I need to get that welded onto the radiator. We got a picture of that on the old uh, gram. I didn't take a picture of the radiator mount because it's not really that exciting looking. Oh, come! It's not as good looking as you anticipated. I mean, it looks fine. It's just a aluminum bracket. That seems pretty cool. So, I mean, progress. It's aluminum, progress. which is cool. I wish I could work with aluminum all the time. It's so easy to cut and like mm-hmm. clean up and whatnot. I get it. It's almost too easy. Yes. Like I like this should have been harder to do, but it'll be nice. I need to, yeah, because basically it's a two part, almost like a pinion truss tie-in so -hmm. you can pull your or like a pinion guard i guess not a pinion but um so it's got the like plate that comes off the radiator and then a plate that's welded to the chassis and then it is you bolted them together yeah yeah and i'm gonna use everybody complains and that's where the internet screws everything up they always say not to hard mount your radiator because the chassis flexes and stuff Mm -hmm. like I've seen this chassis. I know how this thing works. I haven't flexed it out, but this thing is beef. Like if the front of that chassis, which is it's so close to the end of the frame anyway, flexes, we got big problems. Yeah. So my yeah, you got a mount right behind, like right behind oh, the winch. Yeah, right. It's like 
angled up under the winch, right. essentially. So I don't think that's going to flex much. If it does flex some, I've got it in a, it's not in a solid mount at the bottom. It's in like, say, oh. like a U channel. Well, fine then. With rubber. Yeah. And I thought about using some little like rubber bushings between the two plates on the top, but I was like, I don't know if that's necessary or not. Because then the bolt's not like sheer, yeah. even though it's not like a load bearing. I don't know. It's just a little bit of wiggle. But it's also, mm. it's just welded to the frame of the radiator. It's not like it's welded to the core where it's going to tear the core of the radiator. So. I feel like, I don't know. I'd have to look at it. I don't like, think it's going to be that bad. Yeah. You might be able to do like, you might be able to do like you're saying, and put like a little rubber, just like put a rubber strap yeah. uh, b- between it. Yep. Yeah. Just a little thin layer just to bracket. give it a little bit of yeah. give. I I don't think it's going to flex much, but again, if it does flex and crack out that means it's been wheeling a couple times so this much radiator talk you're definitely gonna post a picture now ah damn it you're doing it fine okay i didn't do shit this week i thought you put the uh, little electrical together i that's the only thing i did this week that's more than none so tuesday it runs tuesday lives got off work yep this Uh, tuesday like this past past tuesday week ago yep when the podcast came out yep yep and if you guys follow us on the gram, you probably saw this and got a little prelude to this. But uh, yeah, I jumped off the or I got off work there and ran out to the local uh, U-Pole, found a 91 Cherokee that was obliterated, but it had a perfect harness. So I snagged that up, went over to Mike's and got me uh, got some work done. How so, many? This is my question for you, because I saw this shop. post and I first of all. I'm surprised that that harness looked as good as it did. Dude, minty. Second of all, how many Jeeps did you have to go through to find a mint harness? See, now I think It was the first Jeep I went to. Here, okay, here's, no the, way. here's the messed up part. False. He gave me... <laughs> like, there's just no way. It's a freaking Midwest. There's salt problems, okay? No, it's like it's an inherent the, thing. So you go into this this particular U-Pole. You go in there. He's like, what are you looking for? I told him. And he's like, all right, cool. Uh, here's a list of all of those vehicles. Yeah. And the so nice thing is, know your shit... Before you go in there, because I went in there one day and I don't remember. I have honest to God, I have no clue what I was looking for, but it was in like a certain specific vehicle range. And I didn't know yeah. the years. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh, and then you're that asshole standing in line going, yeah. uh, it might be in a 2000 because they, they just put it in the computer and just right. click a print button. And then they show you where the lot or like where the vehicle's at in the lot. And right. Like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, that's and that's what it was. So he gave me the excuse me. He gave me the uh, paper there. Uh, with all the vehicles on it and he I looked at all of them I was like I already looked at their inventory online like yep. they have it online you can just Which look at what they sweet. have sweet it is sweet because you know if okay it's out there I should go get it yep he came in a sheet it's not on there uh oh I'm like hmm that's kind of weird but I look back on my phone it's still in their inventory I'm like I'm gonna go look for it and it said where it's at but things have kind of changed a little bit but I kind of had well, an idea the, the picture you posted um, of the front they didn't have those big sliding doors last time I was Dude, there sliding doors they've got a big old map like a billboard map when you really? walk right out those sliding doors that has all of the it has every row and every section row in there yeah now when you walk down the main aisles each car has the main aisle written like the the row Yep. written on it you know like yep. it used to but not only does it have the row when you walk in like when you walk down that row every car on the hood has the car number written on it dude i saw a picture uh somebody posted on facebook they were complaining about people being assholes and ripping door panels off of cars in the junkyard right and like as a guy needing a door panel like i, I right. feel you mm-hmm. but um in whatever junkyard he was in and it wasn't anywhere around here they had a sticker like a yellow sticker, probably three inch tall sticker with the vehicle number 
on the sticker. So like every quarter panel, because who the fuck's they're going to cut out a quarter panel, like right. not going to happen. So they sticker this on the quarter panel of every vehicle is numbered. And I'm like, oh, is number so, what vehicle it is. Yep. That's what Coltus has done that now. Is so and awesome. it's and they number the hood. So it's just in white chalk yep. or white you know, mark or whatever. And they number the hood. So like I was looking for the next one. I was like, OK, it's in row 18 whatever and it's car 35 as oh, i walked to row 18 sweet. and was like looked at the rows and it's like so you're in a mid aisle so you're in between row 18 passes through where you're walking yep so you're like which side is it on you look at the one car to your, you know to the south you're like oh that car is 20 you know that car's whatever car five yep. and the other car is car six so you know to walk towards you know towards that direction towards six and keep walking down you spend less so, time walking around oh like my an God, idiot. it's so amazing yeah like and you have an idea like where and now Say you're out there walking around and you get a part off of something. You're like, I got to go find a different part off a different car. And you go find the other, you know, go find the other car. And your buddies are still back at the other one. You know where you left them. Cause like, you know what car you, you can look yep. at what car you left. And I'm like, okay, I left you at this car or I can meet you at that car. Like, you know, it's kind of well, cool. It's neat. one of the nice things I've done too, that I would think that this would be nice for, um, I don't know, looking for something specific, Yeah, but you want a nice one. So oh, like, yeah. so oh, I'll look at this one on like uh-huh. car number 12. Well, here's another one over here. Well, there's another one over here. Right. And well, like car well, number 12 was better. Well, 14 didn't have one, but 12 had one, but 13, you know, you know, right. so you could kind of keep track of those numbers. That's yeah, badass. Because that, that yard is, even though it's, they're getting better at organization, it's still really scattered. Oh yeah. You know, that, that one car might be I don't know, 800, 900 yards from the other car. Yeah. Like they're way apart. I'm not built for walking. So I like the <laughs> less I can walk, the better it is. I like right. the fact that it keeps changing and evolving kind of like it does that. Keep it's evolving. not a stagnant thing, which yeah. is awesome. I remember the days I, like going there. I remember the days back when I used to go there 15 years ago now, right, yeah. about, right about 15 years ago, I started going there and it was like grass and mud. Yep. There was like crushed brick on the ground. That's what the cars were sitting on. Like it was just, you know, so just your I loved blow, it back then. I'm going to blow your mind with this because right, it goes it right to, to that. We uh, we went and bought a, oh shit, it was like a, you know, late 90s Jimmy mm-hmm. uh, from a buddy up by, he was like right down the road from O'Hare Airport up in Chicago. And this truck, it was rear, a guy rear-ended somebody, so he bought it for the engine um, for his truck, uh, for his crawler. So we needed a fender and a hood that were fucked when we bought it. So we're like, dude, there's this huge junkyard right mm-hmm. down. Like literally, I think we drove down his street and turned to left into their parking lot kind of yep. thing. We pull in. First of all, they thought we were, <laughs> we thought they asked us if we were there to junk the Jimmy. And we're like, shit, no, <laughs> we just bought this thing. We have, this is a project vehicle, man. We are not here to sell this. We're here to, we're get here parts to buy for parts. It. We just bought this. We're going to buy some parts for this thing. So. We, uh, so we parked in a truck and trailer and shit. It is a paved yard. I don't remember yes. the name of the junk car, but it is paved. Yep. And you're like, dude, this is the best thing ever. Dude, I hated it. You hated it? The only plus side was when you pull your wagon with your shit from oh, like easier. six miles out in the woods. Right. All the way back up to the counter. It's great. Otherwise, have you ever tried to take, because I was stealing the core support mm-hmm. when I was switching from a GMC front end to an S10 front end where the headlights were. Yeah. So that I could cut more out of the fenders. Um, so I was taking the core support out. But have you ever tried to take the core support out of a whatever the hell vehicle in a junkyard on pavement? But the problem is there's so much oil, coolant, everything oh, really? on the pavement that it was slicker like, oh, shit. Really? So you'd walk around constantly like we were like walking on ice. Jesus. 
because that they had, you know they'd used vehicles all the time and right. probably never cleaned the asphalt. I mean, the rain kind of rinses it, but it doesn't get the oil off. Was it asphalt, not concrete? Yeah, it was asphalt. Oh wow! I mean, it was super nice for like laying under shit. Right, but because you're was, not getting a rock in your back. Oh yeah, but you're still now you're laying on oil and shit. all the vehicles are more secure because they use the same right. like wheel jack stand thing, so they're not you know you don't feel like you're going to die as much as much. Um, but that was nice, and like I said, pulling your little sketchy wagon with your shit. Of course, we right. had like core support hood fenders, some other dumb shit. Mm-hmm. Um, up there was it was yeah it was so nice. That's the only downside to like the rock. I mean, the other downside is laying in it and like hurt like you know get an inch yeah. and a half in your back. Sketchy. I just grab wagons. a format usually. Like go try to find a vehicle that's not. Uh, uh, here's a tip for you: raining in inside it. Go to Listening. Walmart, Meyer, okay. AutoZone. Advanced auto part, whatever. Okay. Yoga mat. That'd be a good one. Um, so I <laughs> take, your I throw one of mat. these. Yeah. Don't steal your wife's yoga mat. No, she'll steal be it. mad and she will not let you listen to the podcast. Um, I take one of the, uh, the like foil, cheap foil sunscreens mm-hmm. that people put in their windshields. The wrap. And yeah, yeah, but you get the slick foil ones, not the uh-huh. like felty ones. So you can just rinse them off. They're like six bucks. You buy it. It folds up real nice. And then it's got a little tie thing, throw it behind the seat in your crawler. And then when you're working on the trail, which I seem to do a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, this, can, uh, this coming from a guy with I'm experience. A <laughs> yes. So you can lay this thing out in the mud and then you just wad it up. You either A, throw it away and go buy another right. one or just rinse the damn thing off. Same thing for the junk truck. Mm, I like it. Or the I old think- Chevys had the plastic tailgate yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Works great for laying on. Mike, that's what Mike's creeper is at the shop. It, it works. Really, that's it what it is. Slides good. It's, his, it's cheap his, as hell. Yeah, it's just a, a tailgate cover for a bed liner. Oh jeez. <laughs> like, also work. I know like, mm, I got uh, something around here. Hold I know on. we've drugged like it's either a transmission or a transfer case or something. We've thrown on one of those and like drugged the damn thing out Through of the, the yard. Junkyard. Yeah, like, hey, that's the way to this do it. wagon. So back to where this got started. I ran out there to Coltis. I found this '91 that was not on the paper, but I did find it. It was still there, and it had a minty fresh. I considered taking the whole harness, but it was kind of cold. And I'm like, do I really need a whole harness for this, like this job? I mean, I would say no, but it would have been nice. Other, it would have been like, yeah, 110% right but way it, to do it. Switch the whole harness. But the harness, if you're going to steal a whole harness, it needs to be an exact match. Yeah. Like, otherwise you don't have, you're missing pins and shit. Yep. So I took my cutters and cut back like, I don't know, 10 inches probably off that um, connector there at the firewall and gank that. And you guys probably saw that in the video on the Graham account. If you didn't, shame on you. Shame on you. Because it was posted. Went to Mike's house that night and tried to coax him into coming outside. He's like, nope, I'm going to watch TV. He's like watching you from the window like, it looks good from over here. Well, he kept telling me, he's like, let's just drag in the shop. It's too cold outside. I was like, nope. He's like, dude, just drag in the shop. I was like, it'd be easier just to fire it up. Yep. And he's like, whatever. And Cold motivation, man. That shit works. Yeah. Like, I just wanted to get, I I wanted to make progress on it. So I got there like eight o'clock at night and, or like, maybe it was 830, something like that. And uh, started working on it. And then... I, um, I clipped back the wire and I pulled the, uh, I heated the other plug up with a heat gun yep. and pulled the pin out of the replacement threw that pin in the new one. And then I used the, uh, solder seal, the new style, like solder and, is that like um, the like butt connector? Yeah, that's, soldered a, that's butt the butt connector thing? that's just heat shrink with solder in the middle. I've never used them. I've seen them, but they so look like, badass. They look badass, but you're like, that's, is that going to work really? Is it? Yep. And so I, they're like 15 bucks for 140 of them on Amazon. And I was going to do a guy's trailer. And I was like, I'm doing it. Yep. So I did. I ordered them and they work fantastic. Like hmm. legit got done using them and like tug on the wire and it's nice and tight. They don't come apart. The, 
uh, brand that I got, which I can't remember the name of it right now, but the brand that I got uh, actually has the glue inside of the heat shrink. So when you shrink it up, it actually uses that a little bit. That is nice because, I mean, I think personally, if you're going to use a because I'm perfectly fine with using a butt connector, like a heat right. shrink butt connector. Yeah. Um, because, but you I still mean, it's like a mechanical when you crimp connection. It, but when you crimp it, it always punctures it. It always does. And that's yep. why I think that glue, you've got to use that adhesive style. Right. Not that it does, but it makes me feel better. It does. It like, oh, it seals that hole up a it little bit. It does seal it up a little bit. And it seals it all around the 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 barrel Around of that yep. connector. So, I mean, it does seal it back up, but it'd be, it's better if you don't have to do that at all. Yep. So yeah, use those solder seals. Nifty. And, uh, I took the eight gauge wire. I had some yellow ones in there and they were like the perfect size, slipped it all together, uh, threaded the two wires together inside that, that, uh, solder seal connector, heated up with a torch, got the solder good and melted into the things. Uh, let it cool down and walked over to the key and just <laughs> fired right up. Runs like a dream. Dude, fired right up. I let it sit there and idle for a little bit, warm up, went over there, opened the shot. Oh, yeah, that was, I mean, that's uh, rewarding. That, that's when like it fires it sits up. there and goes, yes, yes, thank you. Yeah, right? Like, thank you, uh, thank you, thank you. It runs perfect. <laughs> I'm really excited. Like, I'm, I'm, it sucks that I didn't get to go four wheel on the first, but at the same time, I'm really excited that it wasn't that $300 PCM made of unatanium. Yep. Or, something that you didn't do like it like oh. quite honestly the easiest part of that whole thing for me to sit back and go like you didn't fuck anything up no like it's not yeah, like I just, you, oh, I just had this connector apart and you know, oh, yeah. broke a pin or something did that before you, we left you did literally <laughs> yeah you, you didn't oh i didn't weld this or something yeah. like that I, shit happens no. man i mean yeah. that's a bitch of it all is that shit happens and it will cost you some what because you didn't even have to pay you just had to pay to get $2. in dollars and then some time yep. yeah i went to go pay yep. for it and he was like did you pay to get in i was like yeah he's like you're good I was like sweet. sweet gave them a shout out cultus if you guys are didn't catch it on the podcast uh cultus recycling in it's actually tilton actually it's not tilton it's south of tilton I don't remember the name of that town because it's so small. Oh, I, Good luck. I feel like I just had it and lost it. Either oh, way, wow. stop at Gross Burger and eat on Yo, the way time. I did. If you I don't, left. you're unfriended. I called Jess. I was like, um, I'm gonna. I'm going to go to Gross Burger and get something or get dinner. It's like that. You good with that? And she's like, well, I mean, I guess so. So I grabbed Gross Burger and took it home. Although yeah. I will say the 30 minute ride home didn't do it any Ooh. favors. The flavors so, don't mesh together. It wasn't that. No, it wasn't that. It just wasn't as fresh. Like, yeah. you're used to, like, getting it right out of the back, like, oh, fresh off the grill. Oh, you used to getting it fresh off the fryer. Like, Boiled. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Nothing makes... I had a uh, side tangent. I had a service call right down the road from there one day, and it yes. whooped my ass. Um, it was a bad... Was the a side little, call whooped your ass? No, the service car did. Oh. Service... Jeez, if I could talk. The service call on this boom is a boom lift. Oh, and it was right down the road. It was like 10 minutes down the road. And I had to end up going to the parts store to get this filter. Yeah. That So I'm like driving my gross burger like three different times. Oh. Of course, originally, I'm like, all right, I'm going to get this fixed real fast. I'm going to get right back. I'm going to be beat the lunch crowd. Uh-huh. That went to fuck. Oh, so then that turned in. I'm going to drive right by. Look at all the people eating their nice, good burgers for lunch. Be and then I'm going to go back to work. Yes. Figured it out. Got it fixed. And it was like. I'm going to go drown my sorrows in a triple pizza burger and fries and a, a chocolate triple shake. triple pizza burger. I sat in the corner Jesus. of that fucking place and ate a triple pizza burger. They're like, this is the first time this has ever happened to me when I went in there. They're like, we put a fork in your bag. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. <laughs> it was, it was golly. We put a fork in your bag. I don't think I walked out of there. I probably like waddled with a slight like drag. Oh, man. So I didn't eat dinner, but it was I great. I think the way you pronounce this town is Hagler. I don't but know. It, but it's just south of Tilton. Like, it's 
It seems like Tilton. Feels like Tilton, but it's not. But look it up. Huh. It's cultist recycling. Yep. Good place. It Gross is. Burgers right people. there at the right down the street. Two bucks to get in. But their prices are extra good. Uh, yeah, I've got some killer prices. I'm giving away a secret. We should probably cut this out. You've got your part for now. <laughs> for now. It's like the last time I was I like, let's go to the junkyard. I'm like, I don't need anything that the junkyard can offer right, right now. Other than a door panel. If anybody has a manual driver's S10 door panel, I need one of those. Yeah. Seemingly I can't find one. Everybody rips them off and fucks them up. It's kind for of depressing. a manual driver's door panel for your yeah. S10. Because I swapped from power it's doors because to Because my cousin manual. has all of them. I just need one. You want me to ask him if he has one? No, I want to pay like $2 for one. He'll probably sell it to you for like 90 That's what they're going for That's the problem. It's like minty. I'm like, I need not, I need not ripped off the door. I just need the one screw to that hold works. it onto the door. I just yep. need one that works. Yeah, I'll see if he's, of course he's got. a driver. It's a passenger side I've got. Oh, okay. They had one one time, but the other one like. Did some, it come with power windows? Yeah. Oh, okay, so you're swapping over. I swapped a manual because I've got doors. I made the door pins and stuff lift I'd off. I'd tell you to go check Bryant's, so. but Jake already went to Bryant's and took all the door panels. I just need one. Okay, I'll check with him. One. One door panel. Yeah. Yes. What else we got going on today? Um, We got Loki back in the garage. Yep. Check. It's cold as balls. Dude, it's stupid. Like, this is the time where I really hate living here because it's yes. so windy and cold. Dude, it's it was. Cold. What was it last night? It was like six degrees and 30 mile an hour winds. I like a know. negative 14 wind chill. It sucked. I went to open Man. the window behind me and yes. it was like frozen shut. I'm like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> like if there was a fire, we'd be fucked. <laughs> then again, I guess the window would probably thaw out and we could like wait for it to <laughs> thaw and then hold, escape. Hold on, honey. We'll just wait yeah. till that fire gets close enough yep. falls this window out. Sorry. No then fire escape. <laughs> Fucking crap. I hate this weather. It sucks. Like, I don't mind cold, but there's cold and there's like holy shit cold and it's holy shit cold. Right. Had a little giveaway going on that we were a little bit part of. We did. It was our, I think it was our first official giveaway yeah, with the podcast. That we were part of. Like, yeah. It wasn't our giveaway so much, but we were included in it. We knew the answer. It felt we so We did know the answer. <laughs> Everybody's like, why don't you tell me the answer? I'm like, why don't you guess the right number? And then I'll tell you if you're right or not. And then I will not tell yep. you if you're right until the end. And then they po- <laughs> post their number. I'm like, oh, you weren't even close, you loser. <laughs> It was great. Well, uh, hopefully, I hope we got some. Uh, I had some, some people, people to them. I had some people posting on Loki page, and they're like, they'd like post it on there, like, make sure you go over to yeah. Snake Creek and the, post this over is there. Not the right post for that. This is not the right place. Like close, but not quite. Do yeah. you want me to tell you? I'll go guess your number for you. <laughs> that will take care of that. Seven. So who'd we do this giveaway with? Snake Creek Off Road. It's an interesting looking little setup. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Nice little new shop. Yep. It looks yep. nice. Looks one very man, professional. One yep. man band. One bay. Yep. Yep. We were browsing on mostly Jeeps earlier. And yeah, I didn't see. That's my only complaint is I'm sure he'll have something to say about it. But I didn't see he has like, you know, an XJ, a YJ. I didn't see. You hate on Jeeps over there? No, I just didn't see an I'll S10 listing. <laughs> didn't see a listing for any S10 products. I, I don't either. know if maybe it that's looks like it's mostly mostly Jeep, but. I uh, could be wrong. I, you know what? I think I saw him work on something the other day that wasn't a Jeep, I but I could be wrong. hope so. I'm just saying I didn't see any S10 off-road products listed. Yes. Not saying he doesn't do it. I'm just saying he doesn't advertise that well, he stocks we'll S10 off-road parts. Who stocks? Okay. Who stocks S10 <sighs> off-road? S10. There's got to be a guy out there that's like, How many S10s? I got lift kits for it. There has to be one. No. 
No, yes. the, stop the it. best part is I'm bitching about not having S10 parts. And if he had <laughs> you, a S10 part, I'm like, no, nah, it doesn't fit. Is it a, is it a driver's door yeah, panel? It doesn't. Oh, dude, <laughs> shit. Yeah, that's all I need. If he stocks that, I'll be a customer for life. There you go. That's all the you worst need. part is that's all I'm ever going to need. Do I need anything else that bolts on S10? No, I don't have an S10 no. frame. I have a tube chassis S10. So really, what is, you know, I just like to bitch with, about with stuff. With no S10 parts yeah. at all, except for the cosmetics. I just like to piss cheap people off. because no There's more of them than there are of me. They just get mad and it's funny. And I'm like, shut up. You don't have to remind me that your shit wheels better than I do. I already know this. Such a hater. I would buy. Hey, Coming from a guy that's part of a full size Chevy club. I know. I, I specifically ask, Chevy. It's all for the internet. I tell you, I front <laughs> that I front that I drive a Chevy daily. I wheel with an S10. It's like, can you not just be fucking normal and just go, you know, drive a nice normal car that doesn't break all the time and go wheel a Jeep? Like, damn it. No. No, I want to no. do shit wrong. Thanks. Uh, Whatever, but yeah, give uh, give Tim over at Snake Creek Off Road a uh, a look there. I mean, yeah. that's some nice stuff. Looks like a real nice shop. It's just uh, I don't know, half oh. hour or so outside of Indianapolis, Southwest guys, Indy. And if you guys want a secret, the winning number is sixty eight. Yeah, try that. See if you can, <laughs> maybe he forgets that it's over. I don't know, but we should be. I think the game plan is to partner up with him and do another giveaway. We didn't realize this giveaway was only 24 hours when we're like, hey, we'll help you yeah, out. But we'll, we'll plug you. He's like, it's a 24-hour giveaway. I was like, oh. We'll plug you today. Today yeah, only. That's all you'll get. Tomorrow, Which nothing. Is fine. I think he's happy with that. That's, yep. what, that's all he wanted. It's a neat little giveaway. Yeah, it was cool. And so they're, like, they're local, and they're in Martinsville, Indiana, or in that area. Yep. So. Yep. Which is weird because we work with Martinsville, Illinois. Yeah. Uh, there's a marathon refinery down there that we work with yep. for a lot of rental equipment. So I was like, not Martinsville, I know where that's at. I'm like, oh, it's <laughs> not even in the same state. The same Thanks. Thing. It's probably almost closer. It honestly, I think it would be closer because yeah. Martinsville, Illinois is a pain in the ass to get to. Dude, that's where I bought my, uh, my 38s from. Yeah, and it takes you like three weeks to get down there because yeah. there's not a straight road from here to nah, there. But not single straight road. Whatever. Route one, but it's not straight. It's a nice scenic drive when you're getting paid to drive. Otherwise, yeah, that's not bad. no thanks. Right. I no. took the van down there. two and a half, three hours down there. Yep. Yeah. That's great when you're getting and paid. I, I left at like three in the afternoon or something yeah. like that. I was like, I'll make it. No. Took the dog with me. It's just a cruising ride. Yep. Cool. But uh, yeah, so like I said, snake, or bleh, snake Creek Off-Road. Yep. Check them out. Like, and share, follow. Like, share, follow. I don't know why I really enjoy saying that, but it's a thing. I like that you like saying it because I'm like, like I'm bad follow. at it. Like, share, follow. It just sounds so Smash official. that bell. I feel like I can like, <laughs> ooh, uh, you have something worth liking, sharing, and following. Like, it's yes. so professional. I, I like it. What else you got going on? Oh, boy. So, I think the main content we're going to talk about just, today. Yeah. I was just thinking about something else that we were going to oh. talk about in that whole thing there, and I forget what it was. What? In the in the intro? I don't know. It or was in something. Our main, in, the, in the meat of the podcast. Yeah, I probably should get to the meat. Let's get in the meat. We've passed okay. the bread, the lettuce, the cheese, the mayo. <laughs> now I just want a sandwich. <laughs> the meat. So the meat. What is the meat topic today? The meat topic is lockers, lockers, lockers. Ooh, I like that. Not just one, but all. Oh, all lockers. All three. three. All Wait. Lockers. <laughs> one in the front, one in the back, one in the middle. So let me start this out. I want to get this out of the way. What your rig is what right now? My rig is what? Like locked it's an front and rear. I well, we've established it's, this with your Jeep. It's a paperweight. <sighs> it moves. <laughs> Mine doesn't even run. So Okay, I'll give you that. So it's a locked front and rear yep. or just in the rear? It's locked. It's got a locker front and rear. Okay. So I've got a Detroit in the front and a Grizzly in the rear. And the reason for that is because 
uh, I was cheap with my money. Yep. The Grizzly was brand new when I did, like when I made that purchase, it was a fairly new thing. So bought the Grizzly locker for the rear and bought a spool for the front of the Dana 44 back in the day. And then for my bachelor party in 16, when we did the old, uh, the whole front end swap with Matt, yep. that's when I picked up the uh, Detroit and the Chromos. I would say they're the same. Um, I like both of them. I did break the Grizzly on a rock. I don't um, know what I broke. Something internally. They were able to fix it, though. So you had to send that back off to them? To have send them off to, yeah. It? Send it back to Randy's Ring and Pinion. Nice. And they had it turned around about seven days. Does that come with any war? Like, I don't know. I've it never came with a warranty, but I was outside of it. Uh, yeah. Okay. It cost me like two thirty. dollars I've always done, trip. honestly, honestly, I've always just done either... Because I think my truck had a G80 in it. My first half ton had a G80. Yeah, G80. Uh, we'll get into that talk yeah, we're in a minute. Gonna, we're going to talk about some mind-blowing stuff there. But it just had the <laughs> G80 in the rear and open the front. It's the IFS, thank God. Um, and then I have always done just welded front and rear. I can tell you that I have never had a... Let's see. Let's see how I can put this. One, I've never had one thing in the off-road world that has changed off-roading performance so much as a front locker oh dude or just you know being locker welded in, in front in, yeah. the, in the front so wait so you had it Ever. okay in that talk there yep you already had it welded in the rear and yes. then welded the front yep and it made that big of a difference yep. then wow because you're going to and of course this is a great topic for a podcast because everybody has a little different opinion on what's right and wrong and there's really no wrong I don't think. Yeah, I don't think so. Um, I mean, there's differences of opinion just because well, of how, they, how it works and what and you're doing. And then the worst thing is, what are you doing? Yeah. There's yeah. so many. Are you driving yep. on the street or the trailer? Yep. You know, and then it just branches out from there. Yep. Um, but yeah, I had the rear welded in the Toyota. I didn't have the front done because it was Dana 44. So I was like, ooh. Eventually said, hell scared with it. Yet. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> like the axle, you could like see the axle shaking. It was so scary. But uh, Don't weld. Once you welded it, and of course I just you know cheap pulled the pulled the shit out and welded it right instead of buying a spool, um, put it back together, and the whole like pulling your front end over an obstacle instead of like pushing the front end up the obstacle. Yes, that whole concept of like looking at something and kind of like it's basically like wheeling backwards. So if you wanted to drive up with a locked rear and hit it, you can like back up over something. You get that with your front end. You can pull up to something, drive up and over it instead of pushing yourself up over it. It changes right. your whole, obviously it affects your turning and all this yes. other shit, but it, it changes so much in your crawl over things. Your, your concept there where you didn't need to, Oh, I need to bump it up this. You can slow crawl some stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that, that was you can hang I that. Think. You can hang that one tire. Yeah. And yeah, still you be able to go. Oh, I got a tire in the air and I got no traction. So mm -hmm. I think that for me is probably, I mean, lower gear, lower gearing, whether yeah. it's in the transfer case, transmission or in the axles is great, but you have gears, um, different stall in the converter. Same thing. Right. You, you know, you're changing locker. a little bit, but the locker is the biggest thing locked in the front and most people always go lock in the rear, but locked in the front was probably one of my biggest, like, holy shit, this is a whole different right. level of a ball game. So I was doing a little bit of research mm -hmm. for this topic because I don't like to spew out misinformation. Oh, I, I love it. it. And then people get all mad and shit. <laughs> then you spew it. I'm yeah, not I'll listening to it. I'll spew it and you fact check it. I don't, I don't like it. I like to... I like to have uh, as much facts as I can have. I'm not going to say that I'm imperfect, that I'm, you know, that I'm perfect, that I can do it. But like, there's going to be times that I mess up and stumble on something and spit some random ass fact that's not a thing. 
and hopefully somebody will call me out on it. Hey, fix that's, it uh, I just, again, I, this, mean, I like to learn stuff. This so. topic's great because we've learned some stuff already. We were talking right. a little bit earlier before we started this and learned I was, some stuff, and it's it's interesting. Right. I was watching uh, YouTube, and I come across Ronnie Dahl, the Australian like Overlander guy. Yep. He does a lot of cool videos, and uh, I checked him out, and he had one on lockers, and he started with a front locker. Like when he did it, he so went lock, front locker first. Only locked in the front. Yep. That brings me to another concept that we'll talk about in a minute. Okay. So he said only locked in the front. And uh, so he had the opportunity to go from a front locker to a rear locker. And yep. I think he said that it was a selectable front locker. Okay. Which would make sense. Right. And yeah, because it would, you know, like it could have been a mechanical, but. I mean, it could have been, but I mean, right. if you're going to do in the front, I do think a selectable. Uh-huh. But see, that brings thing. me to another concept because I'm going completely opposite Dude, of this. So check this out. What's the so wheel on this thing? Had, in? It's a. I what is that? I thing? just don't know. I just don't know the guy. It's a diesel. Because it's in and it's in Australia. Mm-hmm. And now I can't think of what it is. It's not a Land Rover. It's a pickup, and I don't remember what what pickup it huh. is. More like a full size size no, wise, or is more like a it's like a like Toyota a, size, okay, size right. kind of truck. I think like an but, like an Isuzu. Yeah, it's something, something like that. Like but that. It, either way, I forget what it is that he wheels. But it, you know, it's okay. a it's a crew cab pickup. I didn't know if we're wheeling like a full size or like a Cummins full size or no. something crazy or something it's stupid a, light. It's a crew cab mid size. Okay, I would say it's stupid light. But he's got like he's got a big old like. If you go watch his videos, you'll see how big his um, bed box that he has. It's like a utility style box mm. on the back. Like it's cab height, has all these Jeez. doors. And, okay. Yeah, it's crazy. So it's probably weighs a pretty good bit. I would imagine it weighs okay. probably 6,000 at least. Yeah. That's my guess. Uh, but anyway, he had a front locker and said that he switched to a rear locker and he liked the rear locker better because uh, when he was going up a hill and had to like make a turn, yep. the front locker wouldn't allow him to get around there like he wanted to. I mean, I get that. Like, so like that. 100%. And then it wouldn't be able, he wouldn't, he couldn't steer. I think the way he wanted to. Yep. So then, uh, he said also he had a lot more control going down hills when he had a rear locker versus having a front locker. Like just driving straight down a hill. Like down a like hill. Yep. Down a hill. And he said that he had more control because he felt that the back tires, because they were locked together. Yep. Weren't allowing it to like slip and spin. That's just what, that was his thing. Uh-huh. That's what he said. Yep. I have not had a front locker over a rear locker. I've always, so I I've always had both. I've right, either yeah. had the rear only or mm-hmm. both. Right. I've never had front Just only. Just front, right. But that's an interesting concept. Yeah, that pretty is. cool. Because, and I to to kind of credit his shit there, I guess, I could see that if you had the front locked, that the rear end is kind of going to... It's got you more. You would think it's going to kind of move a little bit more, I right. guess. So yeah, I guess yeah. I, get his, I get his points. But again... It varies so much, and that's why get, I yeah. think this topic is every time you see this on the internet, it's like, oh, dude, yeah, because there's so many everywhere. difference. And I'm like, man, yep. y'all need to agree that there's like seventeen thousand different ways to do this in what you're doing, and they're all dependent on where so you many live. variables. Yep. Yeah, where you live, where you wheel, what you wheel, how yep. you wheel, do you drive on the street? There's because just so, many so uh, my plan for the buggy is I'm going to put spools in the front and the rear. And I've spent a lot of time. Yep. I've spent a lot of time looking at it, talking to some people and all kinds of other stuff. And I think for me, spool is the way to go right now. Um, I am not going to disagree with that because of I. okay. 
will lead into another part of this. So and that is, I'm watching another YouTube video. It all happens when you're on the internet. It's all locked up. Yeah, well, it's like, I don't learn by reading stuff. Yep, so, I like, for me, it's it. either audio, like a podcast, or watching YouTube. Do you learn by watching Total or listening to Total Off-Road Podcasts? Let's hope so. Because I hope somebody learned something. Do we need to transcribe this and make this a book for you? Boy, that would be cool. <laughs> we got like a children's picture book. <laughs> Shit. They might even come with crayons. Yeah, probably would. They're, they're probably off-brand crayons. We can't afford crayons yet. Give it time. Some, but yeah, uh, but yeah I'm going spool front and rear. Amazon Basics crayons. The cheapos. So... You're going spools front and rear, and that's cool. Yeah. So I was watching another YouTube video, mm-hmm. and it was John Curry. Yep. And he said that when they stopped competing um, in his personal rig that he four wheels, uh, they were trying, like, several different combinations of locker versus, like, selectable versus mechanical versus spool, and trying to come up with the best option. Yep. And he came up with, and he had a video, at least a video of him doing it, he came up with mechanical in the front. Mm-hmm. So it locks as soon as you put power to it. Yep. And a selectable in the rear. And I was like, that's exactly opposite of what you think it would be. And this is in a four door JK, yep. the JKU. And what kind of wheeling should, is he doing? Like racing or no, just like, he's like on a set of 40s out. Okay. Just trail. Tra- so just like trails. trail normal yeah. wheeling. OK. Yeah. I mean, it's John Curry. Well, I didn't know if Curry they're doing axles. like some like crazy like rock. Nah, crawling. Went, I mean, not with not a four door com- JK. No competition. Not, no, this so. is just his rig that he goes. You know, it's, it's the red JK that says Curry on the yep. side of it. And I think it's got a set of Curry sixties under it. it. Yep. Um, well, and so he, so, so he, he goes mechanical locker in mechanical the front in the and front selectable and selected an E locker. And he likes, uh, he's a big fan of Eaton. So he's yep. got a Detroit in the front and an E locker in the rear. Okay. And, uh, he showed one video of the rear selectable locked up mm-hmm. and making the corner. And it was, he was like showing it and he's like, it pushed out around the corner and it's like, it made the current corner, whatever. Yep. He's like, this is what the selectable engaged. And he's like, now I'm going to show you it again with the selectable unengaged in the rear. Shows it again. Dude hugs that corner. He comes around the corner, makes the same turn and just hugs it. And that back tire just like perfectly hmm. tight around that corner. I'm like, well, ain't that something? Here's what you need to know. Yep. If you're going to run a mechanical or a spool, and this is speaking from experience, if you're going to run a mechanical or a spool up front, any locker that's going to be engaged while you're trying to turn, I would highly recommend either hydraulic assist or full hydro. Yep. And that's where you're going to get away with running a spool. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and that comes back to like, I feel like that's almost like the cliff notes, but that goes right, right. back to us. Like, what are you doing? Yep. How are you doing it? I'm running full hydro. Yeah. Like full hydro, you should be locked in the front. And hydro assist. Do but you I, have the option to front dig? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And that's School, what I'm saying. Day, so you can pull that front transfer case yeah. out or for, and you can unlock that. I'm going to run slugs in the front and spool front and rear because I don't want shit to break. Done, done, and done. I don't drive it on the street. When's this getting a supercharger? Oh, shit. Twins. So here's my original game plan was to have <laughs> have the buggy done and doing the engine swap mod stuff. Now? Right now. Oh, wow. You're that has all gone way to shit. Yeah. So I don't. You should have floored it sometime. first. Sometime. Yeah. <laughs> Hell, it needs a lot more just a floor. Um. So I think Mike welded with I welded his front end because he snapped something inside of that yes. diff and he didn't want to pull the axle part or whatever. No, he, didn't, he had it pulled apart. Didn't want to fix care. I don't remember what it actually broke. Right. Welded the shit up in the front. He went off roading and like literally like went wheeling for like three minutes. Parked the truck. Because yeah. it couldn't turn. He was no manual that was steering. A Washita. And it was, yeah, it was that bad. Was a so that comes back to that. Right. You know, it you all comes back to, to who you're doing yeah. what with. 
basically. So I had a spool in Loki back yep. when I first built it. In the rear or the front? Front. Front, yeah. In the rear had the Grizzly. Yep. And uh, my steering geometry was a hot mess. Like, looking back at it, but I didn't know. You know, I had no idea back then oh, yeah. what it needed to be or how it needed to be to make yep. your life a lot easier. And I didn't have high steer, you know, or anything like that, or crossover. Mm-hmm. So uh, we were out bat- we were out wheeling at Redbird, and I was so pissed off trying to slalom through these trees because there's one of the trails yep. we were on was just slaloming through trees. Like you'd miss one, then turn to miss the other one. I'm constantly backing up, turning the wheel. Then get straight, then hammer it, try to get it to drag its at, you know, drag the yep. front end around. Oh, You're like, dude, I miserable. should literally be able to steer through this, yeah. but I can't. Yeah. And if I go, and if I would have unlocked down there, it was so oh, wet. Yeah. You'd just be sliding all you over the place. Gone to where. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's why. And so, you know, again, coming back to everything that works for a different person, personally, mm-hmm. I think, and it never works this way because it's always more expensive, but I, I would say if you had to pick a one size fits all, locker front and rear open front and rear combo Mm -hmm. personally i think (laughs) best of all worlds if you're going to spend money put a selectable in the front and the rear yeah but what's weird is everybody wants to go like straight to a spool in the rear and i'm like man really seems to be the popular thing but oh i'm locked in the rear but open in the front dude i'd just about rather have a have a locker in the front with some lockouts than and be open in the rear because I'll pull st- pull the front end over stuff all day long. The rear yeah. is going to push you around corners. It's yep. going to push. I mean, it's going to work, but it's not. It's going to push you up stuff. But you're. Gonna, I mean, you can get to an undercut. You can't get up over it. You're just going to have to keep ramming that shit until it pops up over the top. Right. So that's why I really think if you're going to want a best of all worlds, I think you need to put a locker in the front with lockouts and a selectable in the rear. I like it. I think I would, if I do it again, I will either consider the E-Locker or an ARB. So now how do you feel E-Locker versus Air? You know, I don't know. I've never ran either so, one, to be honest. So Plug another company that is pretty cool. Ding! Sponsor. <laughs> sponsor. Yeah, I wish. Oh, dude. Sponsor, not sponsor. Sponsor, not sponsor. So, uh, and the only reason I'm going to plug him is because I was watching his video and I need to give him credit for it. And I think his videos are so packed full of information it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. and that is ben from filthy motorsports oh you watch any of his videos on youtube dude yep it's so much information like i have to stop hold on let me let me rest my brain what'd you just yeah what'd you just do yeah not gonna say that they're like really high speed um I don't know if I call them entertaining, but the information yeah. is there. Info overload, yep. which is not bad because you can never no. have enough info. Yep. Really. Oh, dude. And that's the thing is you want good info. Yeah. And so uh, I was watching that and he was, he went through every locker. Like he had yep. each one of them sitting there and went through every one of them. Which and is so great because like, we were talking about visual stuff. Like yeah. if you want to talk to me about a locker, I want to see how it works. So right. I don't want to, I mean, I can visual it good enough, mm-hmm. but like, I don't know. It's yeah. more simple than, ooh, put a locker in it, you know. Right. And that's just it. So, like, I was watching his videos. He's going over it. He went over the e-locker and how it's built, and he went over the uh, ARB and how it's built. And I'm just, I don't know. I think both of them, I think actually both of them are good, are quality product. I think, I, and I just don't know which I would go with. Without go running with one or the other, I have to go with an e-locker because, and I, again, because this is even. just a giant pissing match on the internet yes. every time this this conversation oh, is brought up because well i can replace a wire uh-huh i can re- and or you can just carry a damn 
piece of air hose and replace the air hose. So yeah, it's six and one half dozen. You're right. going to carry a piece of wire. You're going to carry a piece of air hose. Well, right. well I can find some. What are you going to cut wire out of your truck? To rewire your locker? No. Well, you keep wire in so, your truck. So, like, you know, <laughs> who rolls around with a friggin' spare wire roll in their truck? But this if guy. you had if you had a air locker, You'd have an extra or, locker. why the hell would you not yeah. have a... Because the they only sell thing. a splice kit to fix air the air hose, and it's right. a little quarter-inch PVC line. I have worked with this air hose before on planters, on other kinds of equipment, and right. quite honestly, like you can fucking hang off of this stuff oh, before yeah. it breaks. So, like, right. can it break? Yeah. Is it hard? It's harder than it's not rubber hose. It's dangling under the truck. I mean, right. no, no, that's not. Uh, if you I mean, did, you see Max's debacle where he had it like rubbed a hole in it in the air hose in the copper line inside the case what yeah. i did see the picture but i, I don't know how it happened i need it. to look into that some more um but wouldn't somehow, that be and i don't know i like i said i saw the post but i didn't look into it but wouldn't one think that that was be just user air when you push that yeah, copper thing and it like rubs against the def or something or the I don't diff know. i don't know what it rubbed against because i don't know what else it would touch i don't know yeah, I, it, I have was, seen those yeah. copper tubes get eaten up by the diff before. Like yeah. I've seen a couple of pictures over the years Bad of day. that. But like shit happens, happens man. Yeah. Like it's I don't know a, how you can blame the locker for stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like maybe I put installed the wrong way. I don't know. But right. an e-locker has problems too. Like I, so that's why yeah. I, I've never ran either one, but I would probably go with an e-locker just because you don't need an air compressor. I need to look into it some more because but I don't know. Uh I need to figure out how the I wasn't paying close enough attention when the air, when you're talking about the ARB uh-huh. and how it, like what the locking mechanism is. But I feel like the E locker had that same as that G80 I was talking about, yep. how it has the cams. Yep. I feel like the E locker had that and it has the clutches in it. And when I want a locker, I don't want clutches. Yeah. I don't want to engage a pause track. I want to engage a lock, lock. Yeah. Like, like mechanical, mechanical school. Yep. Yeah. And, that's and, why and I, maybe, that's I'm, why maybe I, I don't, maybe, maybe I missed that, but. I watched a lot of locker videos. I saw all of them. <laughs> um, the only other thing with the ARB, and I I say I would go with an e-locker. I can't. They don't make an e-locker for a 14 full float. Really? Yep. That's odd. Pretty sure they don't. Wow. Really? And I'm about, they make one for the semi, but not for the full. And here's where I to get the fact, here's where I'm getting fact checked. But I'm pretty sure last time I looked. Because my only option was to drop like twelve hundred bucks a piece on some ARBs, and next thing you know, you got twenty five hundred dollars in the damn lockers, or you could put five hundred bucks in two spools and call it a day. Especially for a trail princess, yeah. Like it just, I don't see a need. Makes sense now. <clears throat> I do think a selectable would be a nice upgrade down the line because I do think it's going to help you wheel better in certain situations, right? But is that worth twenty five hundred dollars? Nah, not at the, not not the initial start. Yeah, I mean, and a lot of the buggy guys are running spool front front or Jesus spool front and rear. Yeah, how and about that? Spool just, front front, dude. If you could double spool your front, you're a badass. Because <laughs> that means you're doing something push, way push. crazier than the rest of us. Uh, but yeah, great. they're running spool front and rear. I can drop the front end out. Yeah, it still spins the drive line. Yeah, it still spins the the, the axle. I mean, you're still gonna gonna scrub when you turn. But it's a full hydro buggy. I don't really, I don't care. Right. Am I wrong? Are you, you fact-checking me wrong? Oh, I don't think you are wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm right. I o- think you're Ox right. Lockers is rumored to be coming out with one of their lockers for the full float. But their R&D process is slow as shit. 
Get out of here. They don't make nope. a, they don't make an e-logger for a 10 and a half 14 bolt. The most popular rear end. I'll say it. I'll go on record and say that it is the most popular rear end in off-road. I will say you're correct as well. They make one for the nine and a half. They make yep. one for a nine and a quarter front. Uh, yep. IFS. What uses that? 80, 82 to 09 GM 14 bolt IFS nine and a quarter. Whatever that means. Is that a, I, what? I don't. A 14-bolt front IFS differential. <sighs> says it came in the huh. C30s and the K3500s and like C3500s. Drunk. They don't mean 14-bolt. It was this pickup, suburban, rally, and sport van. It's like the, uh, is that the Dana 44 large bearing? There's like a large bearing and a small bearing Dana 44. No, this 44, is for IFS. This is an independent front suspension. So a center, it's a center pumpkin. It's a 14-bolt. That's bullshit. That's not a thing. I said, it says it's a thing. You're Drunk. Somebody call Filthy and figure this out. Your water I need is to know. not so much water. I need to things. know this. Is there a 14 volt IFS nine and a quarter ring gear? We should get a prize for how rando is that nine and a quarter? I don't. We need more. We need a better fact checker or something. Better fact that's, checker. that's just odd. But anyway, yeah, I'm pretty sure they don't make one for the full float. I'm on Filthy's page. I don't have one listed nope. on there. So ox, like I said, I've seen I've seen ox locker posts. Mind blown. Like r&d shit about the full float and right. there's still nothing and i'm like dude i if i'm sitting there as eating how in the hell are you trying to be one of the leading locker companies in the world and not have a locker for the most popular rear end in well, the you have an e-locker i know so you put detroit in it but see that's and that's where i think the price point is yeah i think that tells you right there that the only one in the market that's selectable for the 14 full float rear is ARB. arb why because it's not that popular because everybody locks their rear end the cheapest way possible. They're like 14 bolt. I'm like, just dude, spool it. you need to go the other way. You need a selectable in the rear and a locker in the front and your life. After would be watching great. John turn that corner like that, yep. I was like, dude, mind it's wonderful. blown. Yep. I love it. But that's the market shows that locking the rear is more popular with a locker. Right. Or with that, like a spool or a actual mechanical locker. Right. Because Eaton would sell you one if they didn't. It's not that they can't. It's just that they don't want to. That's my I mean, opinion. I would think they have the resources to build one. Yeah. They do it for everything else. So yeah. why can't they do it for a 14 full float? It's easier. It's bigger. I'm no R&D guy, but. Gotta be a reason. There's a market reason there. I yeah. don't think they're. So that's the thing. You either spool it or you put an ARB at like 12, 1300 bucks a pop. I don't know. It's just crazy because. Again, it comes down to this works for this guy. Well, I, I honestly think that a rear locker is, uh, I think a rear locker is easier to justify when it's cheaper. Yeah. You know, that makes I mean? sense because you can just weld it just as easy. But uh, yeah. So, talking about like you learned some G80 stuff. Yes. What did you learn? So, I was watching the G80, and I already knew quite a bit about the G80, mm -hmm. but I was watching a video on it and how it works. And one of the things about the G80 is it's essentially just a pause track. It's a pause track that is mechanical in operation. So, when it's not engaged, it's just an open differential. Uh -huh. And then, once the axle differentiation, the axle differentiation, so when one axle shaft is spinning at 100 RPM faster than the other shaft, then it engages the locker portion of it or the posit track portion of it. So it's got a little mechanism inside of it that spins fast enough and it's just a centrifugal like a it just opens up 
And when it opens up, it catches this other thing and that locks the carrier together. Hmm. Then it's got these two cam plates and the cam plates right up on top of each other. And when they do that, they crush the clutches together. And that is what causes it to be a pause track. So that's why you so get the sudden cool. like. Yeah, like the, you know, the bang. Yeah, the bang. Because it literally is a like once it hits a number, yeah. it's like open the floodgates and holy yeah. shit, watch out. It's we're like, going up the hill, boys. It's like, oh, pause the track. Yeah. And you're nice. like, and that, or that one wheel's already spinning. Yeah. Well, and, yeah. Uh, At 100 RPM difference, I mean, I don't know math good enough to tell you what wheel speed difference would be at like be. ballpark 100 RPM. 100 revolutions. That's but I bet that's it's booking. moving. Yeah, and I know that's how always G80s. You're like, oh shit! It like spin, 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 bang, and it's like yep. 300. What is that? I don't know. Oh, it would be the tire diameter times 3.14 times 100. Yep, it's moving. Yep. And that's why you always get that bang, which is like the notorious, ooh, G80. I'm like, yeah, but it's still a locker. <laughs> but it, well, it's not a locker, but it's a pause track. It's a, it's, it's a track, clutch. Yeah. It's a clutch pack pause track. Yep. The worst and part with it, I think, with that is it's just hard on components. I feel like it's hard on components, but it's to get you out of a situation. It's not for you to go out and like, I'm going to go to the drag strip. You know what I mean? It's not made that's for that. That's why OEMs use it. Like, yes. An OEM manufacturer of a full-sized half-ton pickup mm-hmm. doesn't give a shit if you're rock crawling over some crap with a locker in. Right. What they realized... They want you unstuck from snow back yes. home to your garage. They want to give you that option for more traction, but they don't want to... What they realized is that the clutch pack setups, the spring and clutch posit tracks from the olden days, is that because it's always engaged, they were only getting like twenty to 30,000 mile lifespan out of those clutches before they burn up. Mm-hmm. So by going to this style... You don't, it's never engaged unless you need it. Yeah. So it's never, it's not using the clutches. Or it lasts longer to get them out of warranty. That too. <laughs> 30,000 miles. Our, our warranty's got 6,000 miles left on it. don't give a shit if your rear end explodes. <laughs> but I think that's, I mean, let's be honest. And it, and honestly, it might be a skewed fact, but back in the 90s with your G80, everybody's like, those are like a bomb. Yeah. Ticking time bomb bomb. Yeah. Ticking time bomb. Do when they you're gonna do still make them? It. They still make them? Oh, yeah. People don't give a shit about them now, and I don't know if it's because trucks are more maybe expensive, so you want to beat the maybe? shit out of them. I don't know. I don't know. If I, but how much can you really change Refined, that design? I don't know about the design of it so much as maybe beefing up some of the parts that were detonated. Yeah. I don't know. And I don't know. I, I don't would really still know. think this by nature is going to be hard on components. I've got a G80. The crew cab has a G80 in it. Yep. And the, the mechanism itself is fine. Mm-hmm. The clutch packs disintegrated. Yeah. Well, and and at that point, what do you do? Can you buy a rebuild kit for <laughs> I X amount of dollars? I, can, I had a really a hard time. I really had a hard, hard time. I'm not doing that. I'm putting a tree track in it. Yeah. So when I do the 410 swap, because how much track. does that cost? I forget. Seven hundred bucks. So no, it's I mean, not cheap. It's not super cheap. It's not super cheap, but did but you know what you're getting reliability? It's 100 percent reliable, and there's no clutches in it. Yep. It's all mechanical. It's a worm and it's, it's like, a yeah, pinion. It's, it's all hard parts. It's a pinion inside gear. I don't know if you've seen how it looks. It's got like a root style gears in it. It's pretty cool. Hmm. Yep. The True Track. Check that out. The De- the um, Google Eden True Track. Detroit True Track. Yeah. I just I don't it's know. Sick. I, it's that's what I put in mind because that's the best it, road it thing. Does it like you said? It it does its purpose. To give you a little bit more traction, yeah. it's not a wheelable locker essentially, but right. it's just interesting the concept on it because it all makes sense when you talk about oh G80s just engage and bang right. Well, no shit, that's their design. That's purpose. exactly how it works. Yeah, I didn't know that. One I didn't more, know there was a difference with the with the RPMs. Right. One more fun fact about the G80 before we lock up the locker talk. Oh my gosh, somebody should. That was beautiful. <laughs> 
I should teach a class on transitions and that shit should be the intro to the class. Yeah. <laughs> if you can be this good, you can just walk out of this class now. That was nice. So, um, the last fun fact about the G80 is that at approximately 20 mile per hour, the, um, the mechanism that allows the centrifugal mechanism to lock into it, that mechanism actually, uh, like kind of moves out of the way. It's also centrifugal on a spring. Hmm. And so it like moves itself out of the way. So after 20 miles an hour, once the carrier is doing approximately the 20 mile an hour RPM, whatever that is, it won't lock that locker anymore. So, so basically, you while it, you're driving down the road, lose traction, gain traction, it doesn't go bang at, at yeah, 60 right, yeah, miles an hour yeah, or freeway speed or, or you're whatever. Like, or you're on snow or something like that going around a corner at 20-something mile an hour, and all of a sudden it bangs in a locker and yep. you're wholly sideways. So, yeah, yeah, they, they designed it so it wouldn't tear it up. Huh. Yep. If you get, I think I if, you get, locked, if you get locked, if you get locked before twenty, and you're doing like a big old smoky burnout, and you get it up over twenty mile an hour, as long as it's already engaged and locked, it'll stay locked. But if it comes unlocked at it, that point, it won't reactivate. It won't reactivate. Hmm. That's badass. I didn't know that. Annoying when you're trying to do cool burnout stuff. Well, it probably explains why <laughs> you have time so you can't do cool burnout stuff. Uh, huh. All right. We're putting the locker discussion in the locker. We're going to lock and the, on to the next thing. God, that was a good one. It's wonderful. I loved it. <laughs> we didn't even have that wrote down either. Yeah. That was a kudos. You Off got a gold cuff. star for the day. Yes. Oh, what are we drinking? Shit. All right. So today we are drinking a little craft brew. Uh, it's out of 21st Amendment Brewery, and they are out of Utica. Was it Utica? I can't Utica, even read my damn writing. I think it's Utica. I mean, you told me it was Utica. Utica sounds familiar. Utica, New York, which I honestly, I did not know these guys were out of New York. Um, we picked this up in one of the last times we were down in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just browsing for some beer and stuff. In, You're like, that looks good. That looks new. I never Anything seen that it. says blood orange instantly catches your eye. <sighs> it does. We had an experience yeah. that we shared together. Oh, my God. And uh, about a local brewery with some blood orange I don't want to talk about it. Give me a lot. So bothered. We'll back, to, back to what we do have. <laughs> it's a blood orange IPA. It's a 7%. It smells good. It smells it good. Smells it's got. Great. Yeah. Hmm. That blood orange. Oh, you're just gonna get right in there. Not even gonna smell it. Oh no, I'll smell. I don't it even later. smell any IPA on it. Oh, I like All it. I smell is the is the blood orange. Yep. Yeah. Is it good? Yep. Yeah, I would drink that. They make a couple because I think I, this is one of like three that or four different beers they had at this particular gas station. It's got a lot of orange to it. Yep. The worst part with down there is you can't go to a liquor store and buy beer. What? So a, in what's Tennessee, what's the point of a liquor store? If you can't buy beer. What'd you just call it? A beer store. A liquor store. <laughs> they have, you have to go to a liquor store and buy your liquor and then you got to go somewhere else and buy beer. What? So you can't buy beer at a liquor store down here. That's odd. So I had to go to two different stores. So we had to, we were, we were getting some yingling. Mm-hmm. We'll have to do a review on that one time too. Ooh. Um, we can't, I was going to grab one, but you're like, this is better. I'm like, okay. this is better. Okay. Well, it's equally good. I would drink them both. But we're getting that, so we had to go to the gas station. But they also had, we were at a, uh, I don't know what exactly it was, but it was an NHRA event down there at Bristol. Mm-hmm. We went to that, oh, and uh, Old Smoky Moonshine had a, I think it was a Blackberry Moonshine. Mm-hmm. They were mixing with something, and the wife really liked that. And I mean, quite honestly, it was quite tasty. Right. So we went and found mm-hmm. a liquor store with this blood, or the blood orange. The blood orange. Blood orange moonshine. The blood orange. Ooh, that sounds good. A, it does. I drink the shit out of that. With this uh, blackberry moonshine. So we had to go find that. I'm like, yeah. where's what, where's the beer? I'm like, where's oh, the, you can't buy, can't buy the beer no here. You got to go somewhere else. Gone. I'm like, well, that's bullshit. That's crazy. It's a cool thing because it's, it's, I mean, the liquor store, think of it, you go to a Walmart 
It's a little bit of everything. Or you go to a Bass Pro Shops where it's literally off-road, pro, or not off-road, yes. out, outdoor yes. products. off-road yes. products off-road only. Bass Pro. Um, <laughs> Sign me they up. They usually have a little Jeep or something on there. Something yeah, like probably. Cool. I don't know. Boats are cool. Something to, to the too. lake. But uh, imagine going to that a store like that where you get everything of one concentration. Well, that's how this liquor store was. The variety was like in fucking sane. But you just couldn't buy beer. So wow. no big deal. You go to the gas station, you buy beer. They just wouldn't sell you liquor at the gas station. So like you say insane. More more so than like the small bennies that we have. Yeah. More so than Fryer Tuck. Yeah. That's pretty insane. Um, let's, well, Fryer Tuck's like Let me see if I can relate wine. this. Yeah, they got a, their wine selection is very good there. But mm-hmm. I don't think your liquor section is that bad. It's just so spread out. You don't get the full It's just scope a long it. row. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this place was probably, shit, I don't know. 40 by 60, 60 by 80. Thousand square foot okay. store. And I mean, it was like packed as shit with all kinds of liquor. Thousand I mean, they feet. probably had, just for an example, like you go to a store and you find like old smoky, like commercialized moonshine brand. They probably had like 25 different flavors of old smoky moonshine in a, on a shelf. So we're thinking a, a thousand square feet. Like it was packed. How big, how big do you think a thousand square feet is? I don't know about the size of my house. Yeah, yeah. It so was that's packed, packed. Full liquor. Okay. So no what, it's not like it's a big building. It's just packed. Yeah. Okay. It, it was. It was a little time because I pull up and I'm like, "What the fuck is this place? Like this is so it's the, like a Piccadilly. Yeah. It's just nothing but there's a pick. Yeah. It's like a Piccadilly with no beer, but no beer, huh. all liquor. So I mean, any kind of they had so much oddball shit that you'd never heard of. You're like, I want to buy everything. That's because it was in Tennessee. Yeah, it was good yeah, shit. Yeah, all the local goodness. And then we ended up with a car full of beer. That sounds like a And good this time. was one of them. I think they had yeah. a couple other other beers that we've had from them, and they were very good. So nice. I don't know if I can get anywhere around here, but that's why I didn't know yeah, it was out in New York. No, you can get around here. And that's why I had never seen it. Yeah. Leave it to my ass to go eight hours south on vacation and come back with a beer I can buy 10 minutes down the road. I'm pretty sure you can get it here. I've just never seen it. I'm about 100% sure. It's good. Yeah. Recommend it. It's definitely good. Check it out. Yeah, it tastes good. It's got a good aftertaste. Yeah. I can drink it. It's money. So what's coming up? What's on the to-do list for you? uh, Low-key deadline. Going to do a shakedown run at the Badlands. We're planning for February 8th. Um, Add it to your calendar, folks. I know you guys want to go wheeling with Loki. Yep. So... February 8th, uh, if you want to join me, uh, shoot me a DM and I will keep you posted. You can also, I'll try to keep you guys as posted as I can on that so that you know what's going on ahead of time, but that's what I'm planning for. Will it make it? <sighs> well, if I don't do any, anything to it at all dun, right dun, now, dun. it'll go. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. I just want to wrap up a few loose ends that we didn't have quite wrapped up for the first. Yeah. So it should be fine. Like right, it was right. ready to go four-wheeling. When it came off the trailer, except for the wire. To be fair, it didn't need a wire a day before the last deadline either. Oh, God. That's the worst part. That's, that is the worst. It needed a wire. You just didn't know it needed a wire. You didn't know what it needed. It drove onto the trailer. Yep. Did not drive back onto the trailer. Oh, well. Shit's yeah. fixed. Yeah. Fuck it all. Makes yep. for a great podcast episode. Did make for a good story. Yep. Yeah. So that's what's going on. Um, that's what's coming up for me. We've got a few things coming up with the podcast. You'll find those out when we get to them. I don't want we to be jelly. I, I don't, I'm a little jelly, and Why? I know the deets. You're jelly, and you know the deets? I'm impressed. <laughs> I think we have some cool, cool stuff coming up. We do have some. I, when you told me about the newest thing, I was like, that's yep. bad. It's so. some pretty. We got some new partners, yep. uh, some new stuff events and on. stuff coming up. So. It's going to be cool. It's all for you guys. We're going to hopefully get the, 
some stuff going in the works so that we can make some cool events yep. and stuff like that. So um probably going to plan for some kind of like meetup, wheeling, meet and greet sort of. Meet and barbecue. Mostly so that we can check out you guys' cool shit. Yep. I like looking at other people's <laughs> shit. And then I'll be the first one out there saying, hit that harder. Yeah. <laughs> Give her the skinny panel. Yep. We all hit it again. But no, needs, I think it's just. Uh, limiter. Yeah. All the <laughs> limiter. Um, I just think it's neat that we got some cool opportunities and uh, and stuff coming up that I think we can finally settle in. Um I think at least I'm personally, I think I feel a little bit more comfortable doing this stuff. It's a whole new thing for us. Yeah. And uh, I think we're finally past the like new shiny phase. And I think we're ready to really kind of start buckling down and getting some good episodes. Like hopefully this one. Um, hopefully. I mean, I don't, I like it. Hell yeah. with everybody else, but Nothing seemingly like some that's what talk. everybody else's opinion matters. So I, yeah. you know, I like listening to the reviews. I like people that are, you know, have, criticism to offer of oh try this or or topics mm-hmm. i mean i would love people to chime in and say hey we want to talk about this i'll sit down yeah, we'll sit down we'll do some research on the topic yep. we'll come together we'll talk about this the best part is we are constantly expanding our resources as far as who we can talk to who we can right. reach out to and i think that's going to become clear with the next few you know guests we have lined up that we can we can use this podcast to help everyone. Yeah. If there's, good a, information if there's an industry professional that we would like to talk to, to pick their brain about off-road recovery gear or lockers or something like that. Like I would love for people to listen and reach out and go, Hey, we want to talk to so-and-so. Right. Hell yeah. I'll, get them let's on hit here. them up. Let's get them on here. <laughs> we can do them over the phone, whatever. I, so and that's far, what I think is exciting. So far, everybody I've contacted people that I think are more of a big name, uh, of contact about being on here. They're like, yeah, we can do that. Yep. That sounds like something. That's cool. Everybody in this industry is more than willing to sit down Which and give you awesome. a half hour, hour phone conversation about a topic. And that's the cool thing. If we get an hour out of some of these big names, it's like, going to be nuts. So much information. We'll just split that up. Multi-part yep. episodes. Part two. Part two. So, yeah. You anything just, else coming up? Nope. That's all I got. I that's just, it? Uh, nope. Man. I'm going to keep working on the buggy. Yeah. Hopefully get the seats mounted. And yes. then really, I, it's kind of weird and maybe I'm wrong, but I've got it built up in my mind that once the seats are positioned, yes. then I can set how far the dash comes back. Right. Then I can set the pedal placement. Like I know where they're going to go. I just don't know how far forward and backwards they're going to go. That sets the uh, firewall. That sets the floor. So once those seats are mounted, it's go time. Like now I can start knocking shit out and hopefully make some progress because I got mm-hmm. some shit that I have promised this buggy for here in the coming year that <laughs> get to work it's gotta be there so so if you guys are listening to this uh, get on Ian's Instagram page at offroad underscore Ian and send him buggies killing oh, hills shit. that's what he needs limiter killing limiter killing buggies, buggies flopping on stickies on stickies hitting, doesn't have to hills. on stickies I'm pretty on well. stickies that's the thing. Like with the stickies, <laughs> you spend 30,000 bucks on a set of tires and like stickies are the best tire ever. When you, the day you hear me say stickies suck, it's never going to happen. Yeah. You don't buy <laughs> some expensive matter. ass tires and say they suck. Even if you if they do, do. <laughs> you're an awesome person because you're honest. Like most people are like stickies are boss, bro. Yeah. That person's dropped three grand on stickies and yeah. will not, not go not, back to not stepping down. From yeah. that. I don't care if they suck. They're, they're going to be the best tire I've ever wheeled on. <laughs> Fact. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's what you get. I like it. Whatever. So, 
Uh, you guys can find us. Okay, so one of the things. Oh, you're gonna let us leave without saying it. Shit. We worked all week on this. We okay. Somebody smarter than us should chime in and tell us if we did this <laughs> wrong or not. I don't think this shit should have been that hard. To put it on YouTube? Yeah. It's on there. Yeah. It, well, we have finally it's worked a together. Easier, spent, it's probably a little easier if you had a computer <sighs> that was not a laptop and not super yeah. angry about what we're doing. We spent hours yes. for you, the listener, but we are now caught up putting we're all episodes up. on YouTube. We have YouTube. all five episodes on YouTube, so you can go there. It's just a picture. It's not an actual, like, us sitting here in the room Picking her nose. But it will be someday. Someday we'll do some it live videos. It could happen. That's kind or of the, kind of the plan. on location podcast. Yeah. If you guys cool. want that, let us know. Hit us in the DMs. So, go check out our YouTube channel, Total yeah. Off-Road Podcast on YouTube. Uh, subscribe. Hit that bell. Check it out. That way you guys will know when we get new episodes uh, out on there, and you can listen to them on YouTube. And I think the plan is to drop a little extra content on there every once in a while, too. I think that's going to happen. All all the videos. So, like, all the low-key videos, like, full length, if we do anything like that. I'm looking into getting some stuff for a little more video stuff. That'll be cool. For trail. um, So, we can get some video footage. Yep. Because I feel like that content's necessary. Like, everybody likes it. If you guys are tuned into this podcast and you want to hear, you know, you're going to want to see what we're up to. So, we want to share that. So, we're working on that. And then, uh, but yeah, go check that out. Uh, follow us on Instagram, total underscore off-road underscore podcast. You can follow me at low underscore K-E-E underscore X-J. And you can follow Ian at off-road underscore Ian. That's all we got for you today. We're going to lock this up. So we'll catch you on the trail. Peace.